up. I have a throat thing going on right now. I'm sorry. Say it again. I have a throat thing going on right now. I'm sorry. If their absence brings you peace, you did not lose them. Fuck them. How's it going? Um, just throwing a quote I probably should have said in the last episode, yep. but um, because we're not preparing, I I don't. Know. That's what I'm finding now is like in the edit, it's like, oh man, I bet if I'd thought about that subject before it came up organically, I probably would have had something better to say. But I also probably would have just ruined it. So what's up, everybody? Hell it's, yeah! Um, it's me, Justin. It's you, Amanda. There we go. It's Mom and Dad Podcast back for i think a fourth week in a row which is absurd got a throat thing i'm and sorry unheard <laughs> of yes it's unheard of but you know what we're doing it fuck it it's unsured of okay i'm just rambling um, you I, got something i was just gonna recap from last week because i just kind of wanted to make something clear clear it up i didn't want it to sound like we just um we don't pay attention to our kids ever because we were like they just do whatever the hell they want all day long i mean some days it's like that because we want to live our lives well they do what they want under our supervision word yes so they're not just not doing anything like we're outside with them playing and we're going in and out and it's just a variety of shit okay stop judging us did someone say something no but i listened to a little bit of it and i was like oh it could have come off as i don't know well there you have it blake is doing a lot better okay uh, th- that's an update too right. um, we were saying that she was kind of being just kind of a little bit snippety and bit frust- of a shit frustrating um, I had a heart to heart with her during the week and we kind of changed up how we were doing our schedule and what she was going to be doing during the day. And that's kind of when it started, when she started getting a little bit um, frustrated and stuff. And I had a heart to heart with her. And after a few days of doing the same like routine, she's much better now. So. Yay! That's great. And then um, when I got home from work, her and I had a fart to fart. And, <laughs> you know, it smelled terrible, but it's just something we had to do, you know, and we're better off for it. We're not. Olive and I. <laughs> okay, since you're bringing up last week, um, I did make some notes regarding the trauma stuff. You asked me how I cope with it or how do you get better or get over it. And the thing that I like to do the most to sort of just feel at ease about it is I, I read about it. And the, mm-hmm. the book I like the most about it, which I'm not done with, but it's really good, is called The Body Keeps the Score. And that deals with trauma and it basically just describes how like PTSD was, you know, came to be and how and it's just good to see your exact description in print. And that's so it's like someone else knows how you feel. You don't feel alone with it. You don't really feel like it is going to consume you and it it's just soothing. Right. You know, so, and I've done that with depression and anxiety as well. I have multiple books about stuff like that. And then uh, even more specific, some books about like creative anxiety or like creative depression. What does it look like with somebody who, it's very strange how specific it is. Like you desire to be creative, but you're not. And the, the specific type of depression that brings or the anxiety to try to be creative. Anyways, you feel like you're going crazy when like, you can't really put into words how you're feeling. And so if you see some higher educated person put it in a book and you read it, it's like, ah, okay, Mm. I feel good about this now. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I deal with it. So if you haven't done that and you have sort of some trauma or some past issues or depression, anxiety, that would be my suggestion is find books that sound like they kind of describe where you are. And just to, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't change anything just to read it. You know, it makes me feel good. So it might do that for you too. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. Love it. What's healthy communication look like for us? Do we communicate about everything, do you think? Is there a need to communicate every detail? I saw this in a Facebook group. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I think we communicate better than some, better than most, maybe. Wrong. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So there's one example right there. Apparently not. No, I'm kidding. I think we do. And I think it could always be better. And what was the second thing you said? Do you need to communicate every detail? Yeah. The post that I saw, it was, 
some, I think it was about, um, husband and wife and he said he was going to be somewhere or do something and he didn't, but he didn't let his wife know. And of course that's something that you want to communicate. Something you want to know. And I guess he does it frequently and she's at her breaking point and she's was asking everybody like, how do you guys communicate? Like, how do you stay on the same page, I guess? And a lot of people have a hard time doing that. I think it's common and probably most relationships, including our own, can have that at some points. It's probably all the time for some if you're not in a good place and once in a while. But for I think the way you stay on the same page is you communicate. But like those details, like you said, he was going to do something and then he decided not to, but he didn't. So then what did he do after that? Actually, you know what? Now that I am really thinking about it, for instance, let's say he had to stay late at work, but he didn't like let her know. So then I think it was kind of like, well, let me know because she's planning the night like with probably cooking and all Hmm. that stuff. Okay. Well, that's different. That is more um, annoying. Yeah. You know? I guess it all depends on the variables. Like if, if he never stays late at work, then that would be a a detail you need to convey or, you know, but for example, I work late half of the time. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't come home after eight hours, it wouldn't be like a shock or a a mystery. Mm -hmm. It would just be that, okay, this is one of the three days this week. He's going to be working late, like every week. But if you never work late and then suddenly you're not home and it's been an hour and you're usually home at the same time. Yeah. You're going to have to tell somebody. I think just depends on the relationship too i don't know that too it depends on how much the people in the relationship need you know if if you're more independent and it's like get home when you get home that's fine i'm doing me Mm -hmm. then obviously it's not an issue but if it's very much like i want to know where you are at all times not even out of (laughs) like a distrust or a jealousy thing but if that's the it's all about the boundaries or like the unspoken rules you set up with your partner, really. Because I we know of couples who like don't spend a lot of time together, and or they go and do separate things all the time, and that's totally fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. you know. And they they kind of like live separate lives together uh-huh. or whatever, and yeah. not even that extreme, but. And that's fine. It just depends on what you want. So I guess right. communi- that's a byproduct of communicating. Like you have to communicate what you both want in order to be on the same page. So clearly she, they're not communicating. They're not communicating because she wants him to be communicating. And he's, you know, it's like, it's And some people just but. have a really hard time doing it, you know? I think... We do a pretty good job. I think we find out that we've miscommunicated some things. Or I, here's what's happened: we've been, we've not been on the same page somewhere. It felt like where, and I can't even think of like the specifics. And I wouldn't say Try. them here anyway. <laughs> Leave us alone, please. Give us our privacy. <laughs> it's felt like we're not on the same page for a while, and then we'll Jesus. we will communicate and find out that oh, there was a miscommunication. <laughs> We are on the same page, but because of the lack of communication, we we thought that we weren't. Right. So I guess we weren't until we communicated. So I guess yeah, communication. Well, I have to ask you key. about that because I don't know what the hell I don't, you're talking about. I don't know the about. details. I just mean like it happens, and I've been saying the word communication a lot. You have. I was and a I communications th- major, so it's just it's no. In my you blood, were not. You know? He. I think that we communicate. Well, actually, I think we always have, probably mainly because we only had each other, really. Yeah. So we only hung out with each other. So we always knew what was going on and we were doing everything together. So, and plus, a, sorry, yeah, I, um, a lot, I think sometimes our parents don't really communicate with each other. Maybe not my parents oh, that, so much, yeah, but that's true. I think that that was kind of annoying for us. Like, like getting a text from my dad. Yes, like getting a text from your dad and then um, getting a text from your mom later on about like the same thing or 
just it was always kind of like aren't they talking to it was more like my mom would text us about information about when they'd be in town or just when like hey you want to come over for dinner we're doing this thing yeah sure we worked it out like two hours later i get a text from my dad hey so we're having dinner at the i house think this- that that happens a lot though sure. in families it seems like that's really like that's harmless too oh but that's just of a fun course thing. and that's just happens a lot i think maybe even more as you grow older together, maybe you don't even think like you need to be doing that. I you think uh, I mean? also sometimes you assume uh, your partner, like you had a thought and maybe you thought that you or you spoke it out loud, but you never did. Because that's happened with us a lot. You'll say, I told you that. And I'll say, I, I guarantee you never spoke that. I guarantee I did. And I'm like thinking, okay, you must have just thought it, but because... We are in constant dialogue, basically. You could, it could have easily been remembered as something you said to me, but really it may have just you been are a passing wrong. thought. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I over-communicate, not in a negative way, but I have a weird thing where just like... You I, just don't stop. You just keep going and going. <laughs> yes. I can't withhold you information. You just can't stop. Yeah. And I, your mom does that as well. But not in a bad way, but I noticed that similarity in you two. So, for example, if um, something happened at work that was just completely insignificant, never needs to be thought about or mentioned again. If I came home that day and I didn't tell you about it, I would feel like I was being dishonest somehow. Why? I've never made you feel that way. You haven't, but the good Lord has. Yeesh, oosh, no, I don't oosh, know yeesh. what I don't know what it is, but I have to divulge everything, even if it's completely irrelevant and yes. boring to the core. I just tell you every detail I can remember from the day, which I like hearing the stories, though. You know, I, usually it's just me ranting and yeah. anger, mm-hmm. but it could also just be completely dull and not worth mentioning. But I feel like if I don't, or even at the house here, like if something happens. Like the kids do something and it's not, (laughs) don't take this the wrong way. It's not interesting. It's not funny. It's just the thing we did. Like (laughs) I got her the juice box and I'm in here. I'll probably tell you like, I just got him some juice and then you're like, okay. (laughs) Like I I just have a weird thing about like, if I don't say what I'm thinking, not, uh, I just feel like if, if I had a thought, but then I didn't say it out loud, well then I just like omitted the truth somehow mm. so like i'm i was being dishonest so it's just constantly a spew of i mean i might not say things that are embarrassing but i probably s- still might half the time anyway yeah no you talk a lot well you have no proof of that <laughs> um i for me if i have to do something i will like repeat it out loud a thousand times you don't say <laughs> Well, until it's completed. So like, let's say I have to register the kids for school or something. Every day I'll be like, okay, I have to register the kids for school on this day. Mm-hmm. But I just, I have to say it to to get it out of my head. But I have to say it like daily. Yes. So <laughs> until if we, it's done. If we're going to do something this weekend, like a project, or we want to make sure we're going to clean the garage. And it's not nagging either. It's Get it, the oil changed. It's not me just like nagging you no no it's me just being like i have to just speak this out you don't even need to be in the room really that's exactly what it is it's like you have a a a to-do list and you're just saying it out loud over and over again until until it happens Mm -hmm. i guess i would do that just like i think about it Mm -hmm. until i do it like i can't focus on anything else till it's done sometimes but you will be like okay so so babe here it is we, we clean out the garage, we get the oil change, and then we, we do this and this. I'm like, yeah, you already said that yesterday. Well, I know, but I'm just saying it again so that we, because we haven't d- done it yet. I'm like, and yeah, I'm but- not saying like, come on, why haven't we done it yet? It's like, I have to say it until like it gets done. I don't know. It's some, yes. I've done it and for it's not my like, whole life. Don't forget, or it's not, it's not in that tone. Or I or hope not it's not coming across No, that it never way. does. It is literally you reading a to-do list out loud. And, I, and I'll say, you told me that yesterday. We're fun. <laughs> okay, so staying on topic of like being connected and healthy communication and stuff, as far as, all, as far as relationships go, how do you 
maintain, regain, reestablish love, respect, trust after so many years, etc. I saw that somewhere too. I didn't come up with that. I real I really don't know. Ugh. Life is very busy and fast. You don't really think about those things too much. Well, and I think that sometimes that could be the problem and that can get you into like a little bit of a rut yeah. with your significant other or what or any relationship really. I guess I And guess we're so. in one now, apparently. I no, <laughs> I'm I mean that's the thing is like you could be perfectly content so you don't think to you change can, things up but i guess no the other you, and you don't have be, to change anything up i think it's just like making sure that you are connecting and spending time and i don't remember what i said because i i haven't written down but i just deleted it <laughs> that's that's the way to do it yeah <laughs> that's big time i figured i just said it delete it yeah uh what I say? It's hard. This goes back to being on the same page and communicating because no two, I guess. I said keeping a, keeping a, I said what I said. Yeah, an open line of communication and. <laughs> yes. Reestablish, because I, it, look, when you, when you've been married for a long time, especially when you have kids, you get into this routine of doing everything exactly the same and. Sometimes it can be really mundane and you forget um, to be like romantic with each other or even intimate, not even sexually, but just, you know, in other ways. You're a married woman. (laughs) You get what I'm saying, right? Yes. And um, remind me to, I have a quote that's perfect for this. I'll have to look for it, so remind me to look for it. Okay. And I'll say it out loud on here. <laughs> now you're going to make... Now, okay, see, now I'm just going to be thinking about... I have to remind him. No, you don't I have, have to, to do that. Him. Nah, you don't have to do that. <laughs> uh, but yes, so it's... it's um, When you get into a relationship and you've been in it for years and years and years, things just become so comfortable that you don't necessarily um, think about you know, all that stuff when, and then you get yourself into sometimes a rut. And sometimes, like you said, you're perfectly content doing whatever it is you're doing. And then sometimes people are, you know, wanting more or feel, I don't want to say feel less loved because that's not it. It's just, um, but maybe less the center focus of attention or, yeah, maybe, or, or just not getting it well, enough. But when, I don't know, like when you're f- younger and it's dumber, new, well, yes. <laughs> and you have less responsibility and you have, you know, life you is have simpler. Time and, to um, focus on each other hundred percent. Usually. I don't know. Like younger. Wait, hold on. Say younger again. Younger. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You might be more interested in like deeply romantic things or like yeah. just when you're in a relationship in the beginning, like mm-hmm. your interest is your relationship. Yes. That you do for your free time is have a relationship. But then when you're, for me, when it gets better and I don't, I guess this is what you have to keep communicating. For me, it's so much enjoy more enjoyable the the longer it lasts because the more comfortable you get with each other, the more you get to know each other, the I'm deeper glad you, feel that you way. get to know each other. <laughs> but yeah, like the beginning of the relationship stuff, you don't do that stuff anymore. But because like that's the same way you wouldn't do entry level anything after you've been doing it for 10 plus years. Like it gets, it grows deeper and richer, Ooh. but it may not feel like, ooh, this is an exciting new thing. But like anytime you get, I, this might be a terrible example, but like anytime you get into anything in the mm-hmm. beginning, 10 years later, you're going to look back at the start and go, man, I was clueless then. Yeah. Like that was exciting then, but like it, this is 10 times better. Now that I know this much more about this, it could be music or mm-hmm. tattoos is a great example. Like yeah. when you first get into tattoos, you, all you want to do is get tattooed. Mm-hmm. And then 10 years later, you are tattooed and you get tattooed much less. 
but the ones you get are actually good and you hate the ones you had. The ones you got yeah. 10 years ago are like, I don't even have no interest in that anymore. I like, know. But that's when it was exciting and fun. I was like, yeah, but I was, it su- they suck now looking back. <laughs> like, I'd much ha- rather have. Wait, the beginning sucked? When you look back I'm at it compared joking. to now, yes. Like, Whoa. I'd rather have almost no tattoos and I'm have like talk- the well, one, I two. get your example is tattoos. I'm not really working, but like, <laughs> I'd, rather have, I'd rather have our relationship the way it is now where we're basically just know each other inside and out. No, it was way better in the beginning when we were both nervous and shitting ourselves. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> a lot of people like the beginning of relationship the most when it's exciting and flirty and like you're not one yet, although like you don't need to be one, but you're not like co- on a cohesive unit, I guess. Yeah. Still need to be independent people and Sure, but you're not um comfortable yet really. You haven't I never dated casually ever. It was just like test the waters here as friends for a few months and if it seems like it could be serious then jump in but i don't like the i gotta pretend to be this way and like i can't fart and (laughs) my breath can never smell and i always have to be dressed my best and my hair has to be done because you know that get me get me to four years in like snap snap my fingers and make us and at the five-year anniversary because i don't i don't enjoy any of that stuff like I'm too uncomfortable. I can imagine somebody being like super confident and like enjoying that. But for me, it was like, I want to get as, as comfortable and as familiar and as close as we can as fast as possible, because I don't like the, like the flirty, exciting stuff Mm -hmm. that, or quote unquote exciting. That's not exciting for me. Exciting for me is to be 100% connected and confident in that and comfortable to know you can say or do or be any way and the person you're with is just as committed to you. So like no matter what the changes are, they're going with you. Let me find that quote. Agree 100%. I didn't even say what I was trying to say, but... I get what you were saying. Yeah, but you know like when Does you... Does everybody You else? know like when you <laughs> nailed it and you're like, yes, that's exactly what I meant. I'm not feeling that. I don't think you ever feel that way. No, but I especially don't feel it now. Okay, but I did find the quote, if you'll indulge me. Sure, let's hear it. It's from the movie Her, written and directed by Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll have to fact check that. Anyway, the quote is... Let's hear it. Growing without growing apart, or changing without it scaring the other person. Both of us grow and change together. But, you know, that's also the hard part. Growing without it growing apart, or... Changing without it scaring the other person. That's a good one. I agree. Read that one more time. Growing without growing apart or changing without it scaring the other person. That's good. Which, I mean, we've definitely been through that a few times. Big changes. Yeah. Growing, not even recognizing myself from 10 years ago, really. And then in other ways, realizing that I haven't changed that much, really. I don't think I have changed, and I don't know if that's. You have that's a not lot. Good. And there, so every we're everybody's growing. Well, everybody, and this will segue into the something I was wanting to talk about later too. Growing, everybody grows or should be growing, and changing. You don't have to change, but you definitely should grow. Um, but the problem is that people grow at different rates. You know what I mean? So people grow faster and than others. Yeah. And also their path to that is different as well. So there have been times where maybe you or I like progressed to some level of something and the other person was not, not there, there yet. yet. And yeah. then there's, there is that period of time that's, well, now we're not in line anymore, but because you've done this growth, but the myself or you or whoever it hasn't caught up to that. So like there's that gap where you might feel distant or like, oh, things think... aren't completely on track right now. But it's because you know that there's growth going on. Right. And then you meet up again. And But I don't think there's ever been a like, hey, you need to get up. You need to hurry up and meet me here. I think there is an understanding and kind of like. Uh, a respect. Yeah, there's a respect 
that you're trying, but you you just haven't made it there yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, understand that it might take me or you a little bit longer to get wherever it is. Yeah. I think the goal is that you're both going the same direction mm-hmm. or you're going this towards the same destination, even though you have different directions. So I made a, I made a right here and then a zigzag here and then I'm going to come in on like the east entrance. And it's like, oh, my directions have me going west and coming back around it's like okay well Mm -hmm. it's gonna feel weird right here but in like two months and that goes back to also maybe one of the reasons why it might have felt like we weren't on the same page Mm -hmm. and then it turned out that once we communicated maybe when we came back to the same position again once we took our little paths Mm -hmm. we reconnected because we're kind of back at the same pace again and who knows maybe all these metaphors or examples are not making any sense i don't know that makes sense to me okay well uh i think the key is to know like you said to know that and be conscious of we are both growing and that's what's important and even though we're changing due to that growth that's okay you just have to be aware of it patient respectful and always remember that there's two of us here so it's not just my path that i'm on if i want to be given the the time and the, I guess, permission to always be exploring things that have to get, return that respect and patience. And um, I like I've noticed a few times, I've noticed myself, I've made this growth and this change on this thing, whatever it may have been, and then kind of felt like, oh, maybe you weren't, you didn't, weren't interested in that at the moment or you weren't there yet, but then I would remember being like a year later and realizing like, oh, you know, this, you're now very interested in this same thing that I was like really thinking about and working on a year ago. And then I would notice too, and it's weird that I know that this happened, but I can't see the details and I'm not trying to withhold information. I just can't think of the details. I remember coming around on something that you were really focused on or passionate about at the time and me being like, I don't care about that. And then turning it out that, Oh, this, this is something I want to work towards now. So it just happens. Yeah. It's just, it just depends on yeah. whether you want to commit to a relationship or not. And it takes all those things. So to s- kind of segue into this thing, like you said about being conscious and remembering that everyone's trying to grow. Right. We got, um, a message from a listener, which is always greatly appreciated. And they just gave us their input and their thoughts on what last week's episode was about. But then they also, she asked us, well, first she explained that she's been using this quarantine time to be more mindful and practice mindfulness. Um, I'm not sure in, in which way or which form, but she asked us if we were doing any of that as well, which, you know, is obviously a form of growth and self care and self uh, improvement, I guess. So, um, that kind of segues into that. Are we doing any of that? Are you doing that? Are you practicing mindfulness? Or have you ever considered it or been interested in it? Let me read the definition because... Putting me on the spot here, Let me read the definition because although I was very much into researching it and trying to do it myself, I couldn't really grab onto it. But it says, uh, mindfulness is a psychological process of purposely bringing one's attention to experiences occurring in the present moment without judgment. Another definition says it's the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something, a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. I tried to get into like mindfulness meditation and even like transcendental meditation, uh, downloaded multiple apps, read up on it, tried to do it myself, felt ridiculous only because I couldn't do it. Um, but I, I'm fully aware that it is great for you. Well, you know what? I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, I've, when I first got into it and got the definition of it, my first reaction was I do that already. I'm, if anything, I'm overly mindful. Like I'm, I'm constantly, conscious of my present and all my thoughts and feelings to a fault probably like it's all I'm ever thinking about I that's not the right way to do it that's harmful or that just does more bad than good that's not what it means 
it's more about just being present and in the moment and not having anxiety about the future or like the next second, but just, you know, but the thing I've never been able to do is like be in touch with my bodily sensation. Very hard to do, but my mind is constantly obsessing over the present, but in a negative way, like in, I guess, no, maybe like in the, the near future, like the present 10 seconds from now, which is dread, which is anxiety. So like my mind is being already being occupied with negative mindfulness, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. Actually, that's probably not even what you would describe that as, but it's very difficult for me because I feel like I'm already doing it, but only with negative things, like not in a good way where I would relieve myself of future anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm just like obsessing over what I'm doing wrong or saying or thinking wrong in the moment or just how terrible I'm feeling in the moment. That's probably not what that is. That's not what that is at all. But my mind does that as a default. So it's really hard to break out of that. It's tough for me, but it's something I've wanted to do. Well, then again, it's like when I say that, though, my my honest thought in my head is that I am I am extremely mindful. Like I or that's my default setting. But maybe I'm wrong about the practice and the definition. But what about you? Oh, well, you've done okay. like the self-improvement stuff through uh, workout and exercise and diet type things. Not diet, but like <laughs> not, not diet, not dieting, but like I had two s'mores today. I've I've done the exercising thing lately. Yeah, but it's something you did for self-improvement or I think that incre- that improves your mental state yeah. just as much as a meditation or I think so. I've noticed a difference. Bullshit. Have you? I notice it makes you feel better. You seem like happier, like more accomplished and more um, energetic when you do exercise. Really? No, I made that up. (laughs) Yes, really. Um, Yeah, it does make me feel good. Um, A body in motion stays in motion. It's true. It really is. When I exercise or whatever in the morning like at nine or even 10 or whatever and i'll just uh, i will i will keep like i want and i want to be like moving and and doing stuff and if i don't then i it's usually a lazy day yes and that's why when i come home from work i can't just like plop down on the couch i i just like roam around the house for an hour until and, I finally and I'm always come down. kind of frustrated with that. I'm like, yeah. just sit down because you're walking around like aimlessly and it makes me nervous. But I would say take advantage of it because I, I also do like cleaning during that time. I'll just go around and pick up the house. I don't see you doing that, but... Well, you don't want to see it. <laughs> you don't want to give anybody the credit. Hey. No, uh, but so mindfulness... I don't think I'm... I, um, I'm not going out of my way to practice it. No. I'm definitely not doing I, any, uh, uh, what, what, what do they call it? Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like anything. I have so much stuff on my plate already with the kids. I don't have, I, I need to make time for that. And right now, I guess that for me is like the exercising when I can. Yeah. Anything else? I, the I'm, state of mindfulness is just be like in your everyday activity is like just, you know, being yeah. present in it instead of thinking about these other things where it's I mean, hard I, to explain. It's, it's, it's hard to not think about that stuff when you're constantly in your head. Yes. And when you do have anxiety and all this other stuff going on, it makes it difficult. Sure. And to, actually, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it, during quarantine, I've been more, I guess, present and not thinking about the future and not obsessing over things that haven't happened yet or that are going to happen. And that, I was able to really let myself just enjoy the time. So I guess I, you have not been. by doing an actual practice, like a meditation or anything, I was being more mindful and present. And, and I've read a lot, not a lot. Why would I lie to you guys? I've <laughs> read a few things from time in the past on different occasions about mindfulness and like being present, like the power of now, you know, for some reason I, I just push back against it. Not like it's not good or it doesn't work, but my my defense mechanism goes in and tries to explain it away. Like if I'm only present now, then what keeps me from like 
peeing my pants, you know, or getting up for work in the morning. Like I have to be thinking of, I have to be thinking ahead in order to do anything. Right. To get, to set my alarm, to wake up in the morning. Well, if I was present, wouldn't I just fall asleep wherever I'm sitting and then wake up whenever I'm not tired anymore? But that's not what it means. But my idiot contrarian brain goes, this is stupid because like if I was always present, then I would just be standing still. How do you be present and get anything accomplished? I have to think about putting You're going gas in way into right. Well, this it is this is sabotaging it. This is where I'm saying like I do it in the wrong way and right. I'm overly yes. in my mind, which I guess that's not mindfulness. I guess it's being out of your mind and being in the present. So <laughs> so sorry to, <laughs> to be butchering this thing. But and yes, you I, were all ready to talk about this too. Well, I listen to a lot of people <laughs> speak and podcasts uh, about being present and mindful. And I go, if I was present, then I would just stand in one place all day long because I have to think to like, I'm, Stop. I gotta go towards the gas station because before I run out of gas, I've got to think ahead to put gas in the car. If I was being present, I would just run out of gas and go, I just stay here now. But that's me being, um, resistant to like a new way of being because I've, my mind is just trained to to be this way for so long. So I need to break that. So I do need to be practicing it more yeah, than... So you do need to be... I definitely need to be <laughs> lobotomized or something, or I need mushrooms for sure, you which do. we can get into another day. That's for another time, another day. Another time in another place. Hooters. Shooters. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> the restaurant, the... All-American restaurant, Wings, that's what it's known for, and clothing. And one other thing. <laughs> okay, I'm just reading shit that's happened to other people uh, in groups, and, and we're discussing it. So it's basically, this is basically just a commentary podcast. Perfect. Have you ever been to a Hooters? I was going to talk about that. I don't think I have. If I did, I don't remember. I've been we we there's one near where we live we drive by it on the freeway oh, like that's every right day. and you don't really think about it because where it's at is in kind of a weird area but you see it when you drive on the freeway and it's right next to like a little motel yeah that's right I never think about that but it is right there um I went to one once I was in a band and we were on the road I had a story we- about this too by the way that's it. That's my story that didn't need to be said. <laughs> no, it did not. Um, anyways, here's what I read from a group. A woman's husband went to Hooters and it went there for lunch by himself. Um, Loser. Well, hold on. He, uh, he thinks the wings are like the best in town, apparently. Anyways, he came home and told her that he ate there thinking that she would think like, oh, that's funny. Like that I went there and I ate that. Yeah. But she was like, oh, well, that's weird because before he left for work, we were talking about how women are like overly sexualized and Mm -hmm. seen as objects and, and then he eats at Hooters. So she's like, okay. But, and then also, um, she was like triggered by it because apparently he has a past of being unfaithful yikes and so like she (laughs) was uncomfortable for this reason for him going there and then my first thought is like one who is eating inside of a restaurant right now okay perfect (laughs) i was thinking the same thing it's like you need to go to a hooters like when you know you've been unfaithful to your wife, and this would probably make her feel uncomfortable. Right. I mean, obviously honestly, nothing's going to happen at Hooters. Who cares if you go to a Hooters? I could care less. It's like, isn't it considered? It's like a family restaurant, and it, they, apparently they have like good, decent food. They have decent food. I'm guessing. It's fine. And it's not like you're screwing the waitresses in there. It's it's a it's a <laughs> food restaurant. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So. Uh, I just thought it was my initial thought was like, who is eating at a restaurant right now? And you need to be like going, it has in, to be Hooters. <laughs> you have to be going inside to eat at a restaurant right now with the pandemic and it's, get it to I go. I thought it was funny. And, uh, 
Then it made me think, like, what was that other restaurant? Not Hooters, of course. I think it was, I have it down here. I don't know if it's right. Tilted Kilt. <laughs> I knew it. The Scottish Hooters. Thank you. Way yes. more lame than Hooters, even. Because Hooters is like, I haven't kitsch. been there, it's... but you've been there, right? Hell no. I don't know. I don't know what you'd be doing. Remember the person I spoke about last week yes. that was like, we need to reconnect and like talk about yes. that person asked me to go to a Tilted Kilt with him after the whole like, we should reconnect thing. What? Well, I didn't actually, know it was I don't a think tilted he. Kilt. Yes, because he hilarious. said he said he goes there like every week to watch the football game. Oh, or something. Okay. okay, but it's Off the topic. it's the Irish version. Is of... it Irish or Scottish? Who oh, wears the kilts? Uh, Scotland. Um, Scottish. Yes, I'm sorry. Scottish version of Hooters. Yes. I'm curious as to what it is. I think it was actually on Undercover Boss one time. But I, I, I can't, I can't. There's, they have them around here. You probably yeah. don't have them anywhere else, probably. There's one in the LBC, I believe. That's Long Beach, California to yes. anybody. Or that does the C stand for California? I truly don't know. I just say it. Hmm. <laughs> probably. But uh, I, I want to go in there just to see what the outfits are. I mean, I guess I could Google it, but. You walk in there and say, what's this outfit all about? And what are those outfits all about? <laughs> okay, that was the worst. That um, was the worst. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of funny. Kind of funny. It goes the back to the... Well, yes, talking about the over-sexualization stuff. But then there's that debate of, well, is is that um, misogyny or is that being like ultimate form of feminism? There's that constant debate. It was like, no, this is misogyny because it's sexualizing... And then there's the other side that says, this is us taking control of our sexuality and using it however we want. And that is feminism. Right. That is, I don't even want to get into like that. I think that is almost like opinion. I was going to say, based, it just depends on like you know? how conservative you are. It just depends. Like, yeah, it, it, it's all on what, I think what you want to do, what makes you feel neither, comfortable. Neither is wrong, but... No. Um, the only thing wrong would be to try to force yours onto someone else. Like if it's not, if you're, if you think it's misogyny, then don't participate in it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then do you. Yeah. Just don't be a total creep. If you're going to a place like that, that's the last thing that it, what sucks employees is want there. I guess it's not, don't what be a sucks, Michael but Scott like, when you no go point. to a Hooters. Yes. But like, that's the only reason why you would go there. No, I, I think a lot of families go there. They take their kids. It's not like a fucking. It's not. It's not an It's not place. anything, to be it's honest with you. Anything. It is not anything. It's not anything. But it really because isn't. of like the, the joke around it, you feel like you're automatically branded like that if you were to go in there. So why would you go? I don't. Is what I'm saying. I don't think like. When people go in there, waitresses think like, oh, this person's a scumbag. Maybe unless like he was alone and like treated them um, shitty, you know, or like was trying to be like grossly flirty Michael and Scott. all that stuff. Yes, like a Michael Scott. Which I'm sure situation. it happens all the time. I'm I'm sure it happens all the time, but I think a lot of times it's like families and it's couples and it's just a variety it's of just people a just wanting with to a eat gimmick. the fucking it's food. perfectly fine. Um but, uh, yeah, there's probably, I'm not going to say probably, I'm going to say there is definitely a majority of men who probably think this, this gimmick to this restaurant gives me a pass to be a sleazeball because you know the drill. This is the thing here. And it's like, no. Nothing. Like, what's that restaurant Dick's Last Resort? Have you ever heard of this place? Is it the one where they, like, make fun of you to they your face? They purposely treat you poorly, but it's like, that's part of the... Right, and it's in Vegas or something. They have them at a lot oh, of places. Really? There's one in oh, San Diego, oh. but it's like uh, they're really rude to you. But their it's like it's a is joke. They're assholes. Yes, that's why it's called Dicks right. Last Resort. They're Dicks, and it's your last resort. Okay. So it's like, what do you want? But it's a joke, you know. So right. it's like this is this is the the rules that were set up at this restaurant. So be an asshole to me. I'll be one to you, and we'll laugh about it. If you were in a terrible mood, that'd be the perfect job. I was going to say, that's the perfect place to be a server because I can, even if I were mad, you wouldn't know it. Exactly. <laughs> be acting the same. There's no like, ha 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 at the end, right? It's I really it's don't know. I've never thing. been there. I could be dead wrong about the whole premise. 
wonder what. You guys still with us? Yeah, this is so off the wall. <laughs> anyway, um, Ellen's done. <laughs> okay, I had that written down too. You had it written down? I think we talked about it before, but. Briefly? I was going to let it, I was not going to mention it, but it's been going on for a few weeks still, so it might as well. She, um, yeah, she's done. She's she's always kind of, I don't know. I mean, I liked her at one point, but what you always say, when you get to a place of like that kind of power, you do, you inevitably become a prick. Yes, right? because you are only surrounded by yes men and women, and mm-hmm. you... Um, and you start to get to a point where you expect things a certain way. Even when we watched, years ago, we watched Oprah's, like, own network. Right. It was, like, the 25th year, and it was behind the scenes. was of the, the last entire season. season. Yeah. yeah. And it was amazing because it was all behind the scenes stuff. But she was the same, not the same way in treating employees bad, but you could tell that she does it a specific way and uh, you better be on board or you're out. She's just for the Oprah thing. You mean for Oprah? She's just, you can tell that she's, she has the success. She does. She has the success. She has because she is very like boom, 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 boom. And you know, we're not fucking around with this. Yes. Well, I mean, she's not, I, I don't know if every, I think every major celebrity, major person like that probably doesn't treat every employee very well. I don't know. I think if you start digging into everybody, you're going to find people that are like, yeah, they were a prick to me. Okay. So perfect. That's perfectly what I was going to say. Can you say that again? Here's the difference. Perfect. Here's the thing. Like nobody is treated well at work, no matter if, no matter where you work, like the boss or the owner but is always a prick or is always, you know, it's not who has a pleasant work environment. Nobody. I do. Most people don't. I don't. And like you said, Oprah was like unpleasant. She was just like short and dry and blah, 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 just to get the shit done. Right. But everybody's always known that about Oprah and everybody knows that about bosses and especially mm-hmm. about rich celebrities. So why is it different with Ellen? We don't mind that Oprah was that way because that's, Ellen's brand, her entire, Ellen's yeah. brand is I'm the kindness guru. Right. So if the reason you are successful and you have all these fans and followers and we've been watching you for all these years, if all of your success is the based on the fact that I'm kind and loving and caring and be kind to one another, that's my brand. Yeah. That's what you've been selling me. Mm-hmm. Your product is kindness. And if you're not actually that, then that's what, <laughs> that's why people are upset. They're that's not upset that she's. Uh, not nice to her employees. No one's nice to their employees. Right, but the apparently you, she is. Yes. Well, there's other stuff. And there's sexual. All that is uh, absolutely like that's and that's separate. Conduct. Yeah. A lot of the stuff was not even her. It was like her uh, executive staff. Yes, the producers and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But she's re- responsible for a lot of it too. But the re- reason why the you're reason upset why with her and not other people, like. We, because you've been, your whole thing is predicated on, I'm not like that. So she shoved the kindness in everyone's face and everyone bought it. Your product is, this is how I am. This is how you should be. Right. And it turns out you weren't that way. So the same reason why people were mad at Millie Vanilli. <laughs> like if we'd have known you were lip singing, nobody would have cared. But like, oh, you lied. You sold this thing that you're not. So if, well, if and they, whatever, something farm says we're vegan organic and that's why you've spent a thousand dollars there in the last two months and mm-hmm. then it turns out they're not vegan organic you're going to be pissed that happened with whole but, foods okay exactly but if they never if somebody never you don't get mad at oscar meyer because they're not vegan because they're never <laughs> sold themselves as such so right that's what people are upset about and that's why they're like you don't get to you could have success just being funny and being a talk show host mm-hmm. and but like all the your success ones. is mainly on the fact that you're like i've said already and two times helped, kindness guru she's so, helped a ton of people and a ton of families she does that but she does that but once 
because of the whole kindness brand. That's that's what she does the as problem. the character Ellen, the talk show host. Okay, but right. Which, I guess, the main thing is always be aware of what your brand is because. So how long if, Here, if you her, just you have to brand yourself as a piece of shit? You just gotta not brand yourself as something you're not. <laughs> exactly. Like nobody likes that. Like. If she hadn't said that and we heard she was t- terrible to her employees, or it's like, well, we, we, we heard that about Oprah. We've heard that about tons of people. It doesn't, it's not cause for like cancellation of your show because it's like, well, oh, this guy's a prick, but like, I like his music. I, I think I, like, isn't, I was never, isn't Jay Leno kind of a prick? Everybody is. Yeah. I was well, never that's, under, what, that's what I'm saying. The it's like, host. I wasn't under the impression that you weren't. So right. it sucks that you are, but like, I don't feel like I've been cheated. Kind of indifferent With about her, it. it's yeah. like, your whole thing is that you are not that way. So right. then the question is, well, then my brand is that, and that's what I'm selling to people. Well, how, how often or for how long do I have to like be kind Ellen? Well, if you're going to make that much money and you're always. Yep. If that's what you're going to, if that's what your product is, then you have to be it all the time. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes something that is being presented one way and is different behind the scenes. If she hadn't presented it that way, she probably wouldn't be as successful as she is. So that's why people I are like, you've got all this money from this thing that you don't do. Was that, did she have... The whole kindness bit from the very first episode? I don't remember. I'm sure. But like, and then here's the thing, like, Ellen did so much for so many people. Right. And one, she almost had her career taken away by coming out. So like, right. yeah. what, and so you kind of have to compartmentalize these things because what she just did for uh, her community is like bigger than almost Probably bigger than anyone's done. Especially back then, too, when it was... but this is a separate thing. Now we're talking about you as a boss. Mm -hmm. And back then, you were a stand-up comedian, actress. But now you're you're supposed to be being... The viewers were under the impression you were being yourself. She's the face of kindness, basically. It's called Ellen. Her thing is be kind. That's the whole thing. She sells kindness. She sells kindness. People were not under the impression that she was playing a character on TV, but that's kind of her... um, argument now is like well that was my tv persona that's bullshit she's not saying that but like people who are defending her are like you got confused you confused her tv character persona with who she really is and it's like well, i don't expect jennifer aniston to be rachel from friends right but ellen is saying this is me and she's telling her audience and all the millions of people watching her be kind to one another. You can't say be kind to one another for 20 years and, and not be that way. Right. You just well, can't. If you're saying I'm being myself here, uh, this isn't a you character. You can't say, Hey, everybody else, you got to be kind, but I I'm off the hook. She wanted the persona of, you know, being the kind guru, like you said, hasn't been. And now she's, it seems like she's just going back on it. Okay, what's what's the easiest excuse we can use? Oh, I'm like an actor. I'm a comedian. I've been playing a part this whole time. I'm not actually the kind to person. An extent, yeah. To an extent, yes. To an extent, yes. She's basically saying, and I kind of get, like, I can't be like that all the time. Like, But you can be decent. You can be decent and you can be, I don't understand how you just can't be nice to your employees at least. Um, so like Steve Harvey a few years ago, he put out a thing he sent to all his employees. It was like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't do this because like I got too much to do. I can't deal with it right now. You know, it was basically like if I'm in the office, don't approach me. Don't try to ask me questions. Don't talk to me. Don't get, don't interrupt me. And people are like, what a dick. And then other people came to his defense and were like, if he's doing all that as much as he does in a day, he just would never get anything done if he took people's questions and conversed and whatever. So people are like, that's a jerk thing, but hey, that's what you got to do. I mean, if, I guess that's better if you're like, hey, I'm just letting you all know. Well, she did that too. And then the people, ahead of time, she, she has said that in the past that people, that's one of the big things is that she like told people, don't talk to me, don't come up to me, but she is getting railed railroad for it because kindness. kindness. So I was like, well, that's not kind. Like Steve Harvey did that, but he's kind of a jerk. So, but yeah, and I can understand thing, she's, I'm sure she's 
busy as well. And yeah, same, same for, situation. Same situation, same scenario. It's because people are like, I thought you were supposed to be this. So it's just, the, it's, the moral of the story is be, be very careful what you sell yourself as. Right. And, you know, I think they're even saying like um, James Corden might take her slot. Mm, I think she would but just. But who knows? If she's done, it's because she's sick of being under the spotlight. You know, I think in her defense again, it's not excusable, but. I think she's probably surprised that people were thinking so highly of her. Like I am just a stand-up comedian. I do like bust balls. Like in my personal life, I'm a stand-up. You know, like I, I am not. I'm do a TV show, but I thought that's where it ended. And apparently, you guys wanted me to be on twenty-four-seven. So it's just a big communication well, it's, because it's, it's, of what your brand is, right? And it's hard because like the TV show is not. Not a standard TV show. The people that she has on her show are real life people, and she is helping it's them. It's not a fictional so scripted it's not, show. It's not. It's a reality show. Right. So, so you it's, assume it's, it's real. Kind of. She's getting. She's getting line, it worse than anybody else would, because of because that. Because of that. Yeah. So it's like that, which sucks because she has done so much. You know, good. We're in like a very. Everyone is quick to like cancel. Mm-hmm. completely, you know? Right. So uh, I think people are just on that horse right now. I don't... I think, you know, we should be... I think everyone should want everyone to better themselves and change. I mean, that's the ultimate that you could do is to grow and uh, change for the better unless you're a complete fucking asshole like you said. Like myself, yeah. <laughs> no, like what you just yeah. said. Uh, I was going to say something else too uh, about it, but oh, I guess it was it's nothing. But the don't speak to me before the show, like mm-hmm. I would, if I was going to be hosting a show like that, or if I was going on stage or whatever, I'd probably be like, no one talk to me for the next 10 minutes because I got to get in my headspace for this. But there's a way to do that. I'm sure, yeah. Some of the stuff is like, come on, a little bit. Uh, I think it's some, a little bit of piling on. It's like, who wouldn't be like, I need 10 minutes before I go on air, national television. Yeah. But uh, some of the other stuff is just inexcusable. And the fact that she didn't know so much other stuff was going on, people are like really pissed. But at the same time, that's a massive organization. Yes. Like, there's no way for her to know that stuff. Not everything that she did is inexcusable. And the stuff that she did know and did let go on. It's terrible, but right. she definitely would never have let sexual assault go on. I don't think if she'd known about it, who knows? I don't think she would just be like, "I'll oh, sweep that under the rug." I don't know. She's an advocate for that stuff, so why would she then turn around and sweep it under the rug? Who the hell knows? Who really does know? No one. Nobody really no knows, I guess. Or people know do know, anything. but who knows? It's nebulous. <laughs> people know. Who knows? Hey, you know what? It's nebulous. I got some other topics here, but I think we're going to have to save them for next time. Wrap it up maybe a little bit. Um, I have just like a what are you looking forward to type of a thing, but it's Saturday, so it's not. I'm not looking forward to anything coming up. What are you excited about? Go ahead. No, I'm not because we're recording right now. It's Saturday night. To um, be for the week coming up. I'm not excited for the week coming up. Olive has therapy, which okay. means Blake does too, and I do. When you have some free time, what are you going to be doing? Not damn thing. Is it a show you're excited to try to get into? A movie you want to? You're excited um, to see? Well, actually, we watched Footloose today. I hadn't seen it before, really. Only parts of it. Pretty good. I I'm a fan of Kevin Bacon, which makes me think of his wife, who was in The Closer. A procedural episode, uh, yes, an episodic what? television series. That it's, it's completely garbage throwaway show, but we watched it for a long time. At one, you point, put it on so wanna... randomly I know. one time, like this years was like ago, way before kids, and ended up watching multiple seasons before we went. What are we doing watching the closer? Okay, but we really enjoyed it, and so now I want to watch that again, and I'm gonna hate it. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. That's been that's a constant dialogue here. Is like, 
what are we going to be watching? Uh, you know what? We're just trying to get back to feelings that we had. <laughs> yes. Different things. Because t- I, I went from not watching and movies for impossible. years and only watching television because I loved getting deep and lost in mm-hmm. like a, a, a world of a TV series and they go forever. Well, they go much longer than movies. So it was fun to live with those characters longer. But then I transitioned to enjoying movies a lot more and I haven't watched the TV series aside from Game of Thrones <laughs> in a long time. But now I'm going to try to find a medium. The problem is the there's medium. not a lot of songs, <laughs> not a lot of songs, not a lot of <laughs> shows that are current or that I haven't already seen that I want to see. So that's what I'm going to be doing is trying to find a show to watch. Good luck to you. But I'll probably go back to movies still. Like I watched Footloose. Yes. Um, a childhood favorite. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was better today than it's ever been because wow. you pick up on more things. And I realize it's, it's not a movie about dancing or trying to fight for the right for, to dance. That's like an allegory. Yeah. It The movie to me is about this small town pastor who's, son tragically died who's now trying to somehow like prevent that from happening again but also like make up for the guilt and sit uh so he's trying to control the whole now he controls the whole town there's no dancing there's no partying Mm -hmm. there's no no fun for me the movie's about the that guy and his daughter and like you people might hate it but for me because like all the nostalgia i used to watch it on a loop and i thought kevin bacon in that movie was the absolute coolest mother effer he looks so freaking cool at the end. He's so... I, he is so tiny and just like so petite. Shaking that ass. It's so it was, tight. Was, and uh, he geez. just looked incredible <laughs> at the end. He did. And then um, it just, it made me so sad watching it though, because I, we've watched stuff that he's been in recently, kind of. And it's just, he's so young in that. When yeah. did that come out? 84. 84. And I had oh it on a VHS God. and I just wore it out. I was like teary-eyed at the end and there's no sad parts in it really. But I get really emotional when I see actors or anybody when they were super young. And then I think of how, <clears throat> excuse me, how they are now. It just, I don't. It oh, the passing of time up. is, is ooh, it'll fuck you up. It does. Big daily. time. Uh, so. I, I love the movie. Um, it's like a joke movie to most people, but for me, it's a perfect. It's perfect. I mean, there's I I have one criticism. There's no people of color in the movie, and not one not a person that's not white in the movie. But that was, it was my made in too. 1984. That was it my takes thought. place in a never heard of farm town in Montana or something. So like, yeah, I don't know. Where yes, it, it makes sense, but like. To, no, no, it's not. That's the thing that does not age. It's but, a thing that is like, uh, like yeah. You, can, you just realize, oh man, like it was not an issue to for people. It was not not a concern for w- people. Yeah, and it's it was kind of like weird watching it how they were all doing the last dance scene at the prom. Or that's whatever when it, it was, hit and me. it was like, yeah, well, that's when you really notice it because Until they're all then, together in one room. Yes, and I was like, hmm, let me scan this room real quick. No diversity, and everyone was cool with it. They weren't thinking anything yes. of it. Yes, and, I'm and not like not like me... every movie has to have it, because like some, like there doesn't need to be white people in uh, Black Panther. They forced two white guys in there. Oh right, you know yeah. they're definitely. You know, it was just strange to see like, oh god, like you would never do that now, and with for you good shouldn't reason. Shouldn't do that now. No. Yeah. I'm like well. If you look at where it takes place and the time is like, okay, but this is still just a movie. It's one of those things where it's like, ugh. This is not real. You need to hire some people of color. Like, It doesn't matter if no black people lived in this town in 1984. They live in this town in this fictional movie, okay? So it was, It's. I was kind of like, hmm, but I liked Kevin Bacon. Yes, and I still was like, God, I, the guy looks so sweet in that suit at the end. He does. And the glitter, that's like the glitter, the glitter at the very end. Dancing what? is Dance! so insane. Yes, I, I just, I used to watch wait, that wait. over and over as take a kid. That, take that out and you should put the actual Let's Dance in there. Right here? Let's Dance! And I watched Good Phantom show, Thread. important show, and um, I will probably watch Dirty Dancing tomorrow. I don't know, whatever. Okay, well. And you will too. And I will, will too, apparently. <laughs> no one puts me in the corner. I will put you in the seat to watch it. Perfect. 
Thank you, thank you so much to everyone who's continuing to listen. Thank and, you. And, you know, if you want to rate, review, you've probably already subscribe. subscribed. So hey, thank you, know you so what? much. You can rate us on a different phone. Do it like that. Perfect. And uh, you know what? You know what? If you've already done it once, just, you've done more than enough. Screw it. Yeah. So thanks again. Um, please email or if you know, just has DM any us. Yes, yeah, please. Just DM us. It's easier, easier I guess. Yes, much easier. Um, and if we didn't get back to you, it's because we probably read it during a uh, hectic time, and we will. Or at least we'll bring it up you on the will. podcast. Yeah. So uh, thanks again. That's going to be it. Bye. Gotta go. Bye.